Life is good. Life is bad. Life is incredible. Life is terrible. Life is extremely long, yet awfully short. Life is easy. Life is hard. Life is extremely complicated and complex, yet so simple. Life is a journey. Life is full of love and filled with joy, but it's also full of hurt and pain. But ultimately, when it's all said and done, life, it's yours. Life is a masterpiece waiting to be created and filled with all the aforementioned ingredients. See, each day you wake up, you're given a brand new blank canvas to create the greatest masterpiece possible. And you have to do that with whatever ingredients you're given. Yours won't look like anyone else's, nor should it, but ultimately it's yours. No one would even bother creating or enjoying art if every creation was simply the same. So now the brush is in your hands and this day is filled with endless opportunities. What incredible masterpiece will you create with today's ingredients? It's time to live and love life. Why you ask? Because you can. You don't need any other reason, simply because you can. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Vitalize Podcast. You're here with your friendly neighborhood host, Mr. Marcus Black, with the biggest smile on my face possible because I'm so excited you guys are here. Man, it is the officially the third episode. That means you guys have been hanging with me for a little while now and got at least an hour of this voice uh, in your brain. So, man, thank you guys for coming back. Seriously, it literally means the world to me. And I continue to receive so much uh, positivity, so many good remarks, so much praise. And man, you guys are really doing my soul joy because I set out on this journey because I wanted to speak life. I wanted to give life. I wanted to encourage. I wanted to uplift. And I wanted you to hear these words and have the fuel you need to keep going, keep growing and build the life that you love to live. So, man, I just thank you guys so much truly from the bottom of my heart if this is your first time listening i want to welcome you to the vital tribe so man we're just a group of people who just want to live our best life like we are just focused on growing well one day at a time one step at a time one struggle at a time and literally becoming who we're supposed to be in this life and uh shaking what society says we're meant to be and what we're supposed to be and kind of this pressure undue pressure that's put on us to be a certain thing but what we want to do is we just want to build a life that when it's all said and done when we get to end of our days we can look back over this life and we can say man you know what i'm proud and we can just share in those memories and share in some of those moments and some of those adventures and some of those amazing things that we got a chance to do right on right on i love saying that so Man, I want to jump right into this week's topic. For those of you who weren't here last week, man, last week we had an incredible topic. We talked about self-love and 10 vital truths that you need to kind of take in and steps to take to begin to love yourself better. And if you're a person that's ever struggled with self-love, and I promise you that's every single one of us, man, you can benefit from last week's episode. But this week, I want to talk about what I consider to be the key to everything. And if you Google the key to everything, there's all these different things, there's different books. There's even one that I've read that's pretty amazing, but 
man, this thing right here uh, has the potential to transform your life. What I want to talk about this week is the incredible, awesome power of choice. See, choices determine everything in your life. They determine your day. They determine your night. They determine your week. They determine your month, your year, and your life. Choice is everything. Matter of fact, statistics show that the average person makes about 35,000 choices a day. And many of those are small from like, when do you brush your teeth? Do you brush your teeth? Do you wash your face? And do you do this? Do you do that? When do you do this? What do you have for breakfast? What do you have for lunch? What do you have for dinner? Um, how do you, do you respond to this message? Do you respond to this person? Do you call this person? So choices, 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 choices. And the life that you lead, the life, the life that you live many, uh, much of the time is dictated by the choices you make or the choices you don't make. And it's so incredibly vital that we learn to make the best choices for our life. I don't look at things as like right or wrongness, so to say, but there are good choices and there are bad choices. And I always say this, and this is big. I hear people say, oh, that's a bad person or you don't want to be bad people. I don't teach my kids about good people and bad people. I teach my sons about good choices and bad choices. See, I don't personally believe there's a such thing as a bad human being. I believe that there are people who make bad choices. We're all just people and people make good choices or people make bad choices. And a lot of times the choices that we make are dictated and determined by like our environment. So and our context. So like how we grew up, what we know, what we were raised, our life experiences, those kind of dictate the choices that we make. So what I want to give you today is like five incredibly vital tools that you can put in your toolbox to help you make the right choices or five vital choices to make on a day to day basis. Because if you begin to make these choices, these good choices, what you will notice is the outcome of your life begins to shift. Your day begins to shift, which means your night begins to shift, which means your week begins to shift. Your month begins to shift. Your year begins to shift. And if you can stack good day after good day, good month after good month, good year after good year, if you can stack these up, what you'll notice is you have now shifted and built the life that when you look back, you can be proud to say, I lived, I loved, I learned, and I grew and I experienced experienced and you can be proud of the life that you built so with that being said man the first incredibly vital choice that you need to make right now this very moment is you gotta choose to stop feeling sorry for yourself man that's hard and i say that with so much compassion because i've been that person you you hear all type of things about playing the victim and don't get me wrong like if you are a person that's actually a victim, like a victim of some type of uh, heinous or horrendous abuse of some sort, man, please don't let anyone manipulate you. Don't let anyone take advantage of you or control you by making you feel bad. Victim shaming like, no, if you're actually a victim, get help. Speak up. You need to. But what I'm talking about is those of us who have just learned the habit of it's everyone else's fault always. And we get to this point where like. Oh, man, my life is terrible. My life is so miserable. It's not enough. It's not good enough. I'm not enough. I hate everything because life is this big, terrible, dark place. Man, if you ever want to live 
life and love it, if you want to love the life you live, that starts the day that you say, you know what? I don't enjoy the life that I led. I don't enjoy everything that happened to me. I don't enjoy standing outside in the storm, in the rain, without shelter. I don't enjoy the storms of my life. What I do or what I can do is say it is what it is. I can accept the reality of the realness of the situation and I can move forward. See, the day that you decide that you matter enough to make the choice to stop feeling sorry for yourself, man, that is the day that you gain true freedom because you're not what happened to you. You're not what they did to you. You're not what they said about you. You're not anything from your past. And I know that like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that life is fair. Nobody ever promised that life would be fair. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that life is easy. Nobody promised that life would be easy. But I also know that nothing worth having ever does come easy. When I think about everything in my life that I have, when I think about my wife, it wasn't an easy process to build that relationship. When I think about my career path and even doing this, like it took me years to get to this point where I'm sitting here speaking to you passionately about what I care about. Man, it took years to get here. It's not easy, but nothing worth having ever comes easy. So when I when I tell you to think about and uh, accepting your reality, I'm saying to you, it's a hard choice, but it's a vital choice to make, because if you ever want to be truly free, if you ever want to grow past what you've been through, if you ever want to experience an abundance in this life, some things you just have to say, you know what, that just was what it was, man, my family is remarkable. My family worked hard for us to be able to have a better life than what my parents had. But we grew up in Mississippi, which is one of the poorest states in the union. And I'll be very, quite frankly, honest with you. There were a lot of times where we didn't have, where we didn't have a whole lot. And I can look at that and say, oh, and sometimes when I was a child, when I was less mature, I used to think like, man, it's not fair. Like some kids getting being born to professional athletes or they're being born to movie stars and they don't have to think or ever need or ever experience want for anything. And I used to compare myself and wish that that was the life that I had. But I could live in that trap and live down and in this hole like I'm never going to be enough and like life is terrible. But the day that I began to say, you know what? It is what it is. We have what we have. And it might not be a lot, but we got love and the people that's around love us and they care. So when you accept that it is what it is, then you can take the steps to move forward. Man, there's so many things that when you think about what you don't have, man. why? And that's another thing. We always focus on what we don't have. We could have everything. And if you have life, if you have health, if you have strength and a shelter to lay your head at and food to put in your belly and clothes, man, you got everything. But all we tend to focus on is what we don't have. Man, we got to stop doing that. So some tools, man, if you find yourself in a place where you are feeling sorry for yourself, you've gone through a bad time, sickness hit you. Oh, my goodness. That's a big one. Sickness is hard. Man, sickness is hard. I hate when I'm sick at all, but especially like people who have big illnesses that are beyond their control. I cannot even imagine, man. And my heart goes out to you. And I'll tell you right now, like if you send me a message or reply to this, I will pray for you. I will because I believe it has power. But I want you to know that, man, the only way 
that you're ever going to find that joy or that spark back in your life is if you stop allowing the sickness to control you and look beyond it. And I know that's easier said than done when you're in it. Oh, it hurts. I can't imagine the pain. I can't imagine the frustration. Well, I can because I have some other things uh, that are similar, but I can't say I feel your pain. But what I can say is that if you give yourself a time limit to be down and in this place of frustration and you go back out, because I promise you the things that you love before your sickness, you still love now. The things that you love before, the things that you enjoyed, the things that you cherished, the thing that brought joy to you probably still bring joy to you now. But you spend so much time thinking about your sickness, you can't even see beyond it. But I'm telling you, there's life beyond your sickness. I'm telling you that healing can occur in your life. So what's going to happen then? Don't allow your sickness to control your life. Don't allow whatever you've been through to control your life. You got to begin to see beyond it. Because if you zoom out, give yourself a time limit. That's a big one right there. Give yourself a time limit. Like I saw that recently on a Netflix special when I was watching and they were saying, man, it's okay to feel down. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay, man. I'll be the last person to tell you, oh, move through it, get over it. No, no, no. I'm not going to tell you to get over it. Man, experience your moment. That doesn't make you weak. That makes you human. And I talk a lot about that, man. It's okay. But I also know that you want to live life. And in this life, you want to thrive. And while thriving, you want to like grow you want to you want to smile again and there are things that you still love so give yourself a time limit whether it be a day whether it be a few days a week a couple of weeks and then after that you say okay i'm picking myself up and i'm gonna start you're not gonna go back to who you were or how you were immediately but start taking the steps because the day that you choose to stop feeling sorry for yourself or what happened to you or what you went through is the first step towards freedom and building that life that you love to live. Number two, the second vital choice that you need to make is you gotta surround yourself with positive people. Man, your circle is so important. I saw a quote recently that said, man, if your circle isn't pushing you to be greater, if they ain't pushing you to rise up, if they ain't pushing you to go and chase your dreams and make a tremendous impact in this world, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage, my friend. And that's what I wanna tell you. Like. Oh, man, let me tell you this story. <laughs> when I was in college, I will never forget this. See, I used to always hear this quote that says, you're the sum total of your five closest friends. And that people, some people debate that and say, oh, yeah, yeah, nay. I'm not going here to debate that. But this is one that's not debatable. I was in college and there was a friend of mine. I, actually, it was a teacher and she was a friend also, but she was an incredible lady. I was at Oklahoma Christian University and Man, it was an elementary ministry class where we were learning how to minister and give like uh, take care of the younger kids. And so the first thing the teacher did, we come in and she gives us a number two pencil. First of all, I'm like, I can't tell you the last time I saw a number two, like a real, not a mechanical, like an old school wooden number two pencil sharpened with one of those things that people now don't even know exist. Like young people, <laughs> my sons probably will never see one of those. It's an antique now. Woo. Sorry about that sidebar <laughs> um but man she gave us a piece of paper and it had the word friends written on it in big bubble letters she said this is what i want all of you guys to do and she started talking and telling us a story she said the entire time i'm telling this story i want you guys to take that pencil and i want you to color as dark as you can and fill in the word friends on this paper 
So we're coloring, coloring, coloring. We're not thinking much of it. Coloring, coloring. She's talking, coloring. After about five minutes or so, she stops. She says, okay, you guys got those nice and dark? We said, yes, ma'am. She says, okay, this is what I want you guys to do now. I want you to take that piece of paper, pick it up, and just start rubbing it all over your arm and your hand. And we're like, what? But, okay, that's different. But we start doing it. And as we're doing it, I'm noticing, like, yo, my arm is turning, like, black. What is happening? And I look around, and everybody's this. She said, hey, I just wanted to tell you, like, friends rub off on you. And I will never forget that. Like, what? Something so simple. But it could be so profound friends rub off on you friends rub off on you like they do so you can't say that it's not important to choose the right people if you want if you have an attitude that's always negative you have an attitude that feels like you can't do anything or accomplish anything you're always down you feel like the world is this completely horrible place and there's no hope ever man check the people around you because if you're in my circle, that means that I love you. And if I love you, I'm, I refuse to let you see the world that way. Yeah, the world, back to number one, man. We can't control this world we live in. There's a lot of darkness in this world. There's hatred in this world. There's evil in this world. But I ain't feeling sorry for myself because I live in this world. Because it, also in this world is life. Also in this world is love. Also in this world is joy, is hope, is all the different things that I want to accomplish before I'm gone. Man, so much good. And if you're in my circle, I'm telling you that every day. I'm not just like I'm saying on this podcast, this isn't just for show. This isn't a platform thing or for attention or clout. Like, man, I'm telling the people that that ride with me or that are that I communicate well on a regular basis I'm telling you this every time I talk to you the people who know me well will tell you I'm not just speaking I'm not just making this stuff up I'm gonna make sure the people that I know love life I'm gonna tell you how important you are I'm gonna tell you how special you are I'm gonna tell you how unique you are I'm gonna tell you how smart you are all the lies that people told you before about how you're not enough I'm gonna cancel all that and that is what you have to do. You got to surround yourself with people who, when you have your moments of weakness, who, when you have your down times, you got to surround yourself with people who will always pick you up. Surround yourself with people who have like mindedness, who are trying to push yourself toward the greatest possible version of you. Like, man, that's so important to do. I like to say surround myself with dream chasers because that's who I am. Like, I'm I am going after what I feel like I was put on this earth to do. And so a large part of my circle are people who are doing the same and people who aren't allowing fear to control their day to day decisions any longer. And they're stepping up to the plate and they're reaching out and they're taking chances and they're taking risk because, man, <laughs> in the words of another urban philosopher, I keep quoting the quoting all these philosophers. But he said, man, if you want to slice, you got to roll the dice. And that's the the late, great Nipsey Hussle. Man, if you want to slice in this life, you got to roll the dice. You got to be willing to take appropriate risk in order to get ahead and get where you want to be. And the people around me are doing such. So if you're not where you want to be in this life, man, evaluate your circle. Are the people around you making you better or worse? Matter of fact, I heard it said this way recently in life, like there's fountains and there's drains. Fountains flow freely. And they pour out all around them into everything that they are surrounded by. Yet at the bottom of the fountain are all these drains. And drains do what? Drains do nothing but suck up the water from the fountain. In your life, the people closest to you 
Are they fountains or are they drains? Are they pouring into you just like you're pouring into them? Are you guys pouring into each other and everybody that's in your circle? Or do you have people close to you who are just sucking the life out of you, who are sucking the joy out of you, who are telling you you're not enough, who are telling you you're less than, who are abusing you, who are pulling you down, who are making you feel like you're not enough? Who do you have in your circle? Because if you make the incredible choice to surround yourself with the right people. I promise you that is a key to unlocking a greatness in your future that you couldn't even have imagined. A lot of the times the chances and opportunities you get are directly affected by the people you interact with. And you might not know everybody, but I guarantee you somebody in your circle knows somebody who knows somebody and through connections and relationships, you're able to progress in this world and move forward and accomplish what it is that you hope to accomplish here. And if you don't hope to accomplish anything, you should because you have a gift because there's something inside of you that you can do better than anybody else. Whether you acknowledge it or not, it's there. And sometimes it takes even having the right people around you to pull it out of you. So man, the first thing again, man, once you stop feeling sorry for yourself and accept the reality that you face, the second one is, man, you gotta surround yourself with positive people. Number three, this is a daily choice. Always choose to be a lifelong learner. Choose to be a lifelong learner. And this is one that I see right now that, man, I see a lot of struggles with this one. I'm not going to lie. Like, um, we have to all realize that, man, we don't know everything and it's okay that we don't know everything. We have to become okay with asking for help because a lot of times we're not okay with asking for help because we feel like that makes us a burden to people or we feel like that makes like that we're deficient in some areas. And so we don't want to ask anybody. And because pride, we say, no, I'm smart enough. I know enough. I know how to do this. I already know. I don't need I know how to do this. But somebody could have your absolute best interest at heart. And again, if you've chosen the right people to be in your circus circle, <laughs> some of us don't have a circle. I'm glad I said that. Some of us do have a circus. That's and I hate to belittle or berate anyone, but we, you know, what is in a circle? You know what type of people gather in a circle? I mean, <laughs> in a circus, we know what type of people gather in a circus. But some of us have that. But in a circle, if you have the right people in your circle, oh man, I promise you. You won't have to worry about they're going to want to pour into you. They're going to want to show you like they're going to be the friend that tells you there's a booger in your nose. They're going to be the friend that tells you, like, you got something on your face. You got lettuce in your teeth. Like all of us kind of hate that. It's a little embarrassing when somebody says, hey, or somebody nudges you or or offers you a mint. Like everybody hates that because it's like, man, it doesn't feel good. But what that means is somebody close to you cared enough to offer this. And it's easier with that. It's easier for me to take a, a mint or it's easier for me to take somebody letting me know that like a crumb fell in my beard. I, and I always like to make it funny. I'm like, yeah, but it saved my shirt. So my beard just saved my shirt from getting messed up. It's easier to accept those. But what is more difficult to accept is when somebody maybe another like I'll use myself if another podcaster reaches out and says, man, I listened and I like what you're doing, but you know what you could do? You could go this route. You could take this angle. You could incorporate some of this. And the first thing we tend to do when somebody offers that type of advice in a lane that we feel like is our lane or something we know or something we're proficient at. First thing we do is wall up. Nope. I don't want to hear it. 
I don't want you to offer me advice. I already know what I'm doing. It's already doing good. I'm getting all this praise and feedback. And the moment I do that, and the moment I choose that I already know enough, and the moment I choose not to be teachable, and the moment I choose not to let anyone speak into my life is the moment growth stops for me, and the moment I have hit my lid in this life. And my encouragement to you guys, and my hope for you, is that you never put a cap on yourself and your growth. For the rest of your life, you will learn, you will grow, you will learn, you will grow, you will learn, you will grow, you will develop, you will, man, uh, get more information and attain it and apply it. And then like we could even ever imagine if you keep your mind open. So you got to choose, man, this is a big one. You got to choose to have a good attitude. When people come to you and they offer you advice or suggestion, here's the thing. I always ask myself this. I ask myself, what is the heart behind what they're saying or what is their heart? Because even if they say something to me I disagree with, I can say I disagree or I can disagree with it. That's not bad because it might not be accurate in my mind. But I always ask myself, why did they come to me? And the reality is some people do come to you with malicious intent and you got to be able to discern the difference. But most of the people who come to you don't have malicious intent. They really believe they're helping. And if they really believe they're helping, I don't look at it. I don't get an attitude and I don't get mad at them and I don't I'm not ready to cut them off and treat them less than or differently because I'm like, OK, they came to me out of a heart of love and out of a heart of care for me because they believed in their heart that this suggestion would make it better. So when I take it that way, man, it allows me to live so much more peaceful. There's so much less drama in my life. And it also opens doors of opportunities because I can take in the information. I can take the heart behind what they said and you can keep improving. And when you can keep improving, you can keep growing. And when you can keep growing, you can keep going. And when you can keep going, the sky is the limit for what you can accomplish in this world. So, man, you have to to choose to be a lifelong learner like another thing like don't be afraid to ask for help like ask for help so many times man we're in this life and we just man we struggling unnecessarily not knowing that like somebody close to you was exactly where you were and they they would struggle so you don't have to struggle because they learned the way out and they will be happy to share with you if anybody knew you needed help most of the time we get so down and so frustrated and so upset that they didn't reach out to me. They didn't say anything to me. They haven't checked on me. They haven't done this. And but all they see on social media is smiles. They see big smile and shiny faces. They see you looking incredible. They see you living your best life and eating steak and potatoes. They just they see the good life. Not realizing that that's your highlight reel. So until you say I'm not OK, they might not know that you're not OK. So if you want help, if you need help, please, I plead and beg of you, ask for help. It's not bad to ask for help. It doesn't mean you're deficient or less than if you ask for help. It doesn't mean you're not enough if you ask for help. It doesn't mean that you're not proficient in the subject matter you're asking for help in. All it means is that you're a person who has a mind that's open to growing and moving forward and becoming who you're supposed to be. Let people speak into you. When you have the right people, they're not going to pull you down. They're not going to be a drain, but they're going to be a fountain and they're going to pour into your life. Man, that's so critical. Number four, this one is big. One of the worst things we do in this world is we make everything about us. 
when the world revolves around us as people and we're selfish by nature. I mean, just keeping it 100, like by nature, nobody has to, te- I got two little sons. Nobody had to teach them mine. I don't even know where they heard that word. Mine, mine. I'm like what? One years old, mine, mine. I'm like, by nature, you come out with this self-preservation. But if you ever want to live a true life of purpose, a true life of passion, a true life of happiness and joy, a true life that you love living. Number four, you got to choose a life of service. Man, that's so vital. I don't care what anybody else tells you. Like, I didn't do a whole lot of those different things. I mean, I did things at church and I did nice things for people here and there. But the first time I ever really experienced this on a grand scale, and I will keep names and organization names out of this just to protect people, but I got a chance to be a part of a social service organization. And I was in high school. And while I was there, I was it was I was serving on a Thanksgiving day and we were prepping food boxes and giving away all these turkeys in the city of Memphis. And oh, it was amazing experience to be a part of and to see the camaraderie of the people that I served with and to meet people and hear stories and just be in there. Oh, it felt incredible. I could still feel that feeling in this very moment. Blessing all of these people. And so many times some of us get caught up into doing things like that for the wrong reason. You don't serve others for what you get out of it. You don't serve others for the accolade or because that was a televised event or because people will glorify and give you praise. It's not about that. But when you center your life around doing for others rather than always putting the attention on you, when it's all about you, you have no choice but to see every time you've been let down, every time you've been hurt, Every time you felt defeated, every time somebody turned their back on you, every little thing or comment a person makes, you're going to feel it and you're going to feel down and frustrated all the time. But when you're thinking about other people, when your mind and your heart is set on service, oh my goodness, this means so much to me. Like I've had so many times since that moment, that's the first time I ever felt that. After that, I can tell you time after time of, oh, a Habitat for Humanity project or outbuilding houses. I've been on several mission trips and they always told me ahead of time, like, man, when you're doing this, thinking about all the help and good you're going to do for them. But I guarantee you it's going to do way more for you in your heart than it would ever do for them. And that might sound crazy. But I can 100% vouch for that being true. I literally just went to summer camp this summer with a lot of children here from the inner city of Oklahoma City. And we took them to this camp, Stony Creek Ranch. Oh, shout out to Stony Creek Ranch. It's an amazing place, but they pour their hearts into these kids. And they pour their passions into these kids. And it's an urban initiative where they are specifically building up these kids and pouring into them and exposing them to things that they would never experience archery and kayaking and things that I never experienced. They got high ropes courses and, and zip lining and man, I can't, that was so powerful. I'm not going to lie. Like by the last day I'm watching children who have carried the weight of the world on their shoulders and have to grow up before their time. I'm watching them become kids again. And it melted my heart and I was just overwhelmed with emotion. Yes, I had to be away from my family for almost a week. Yes, I had to go. Yes, I had to be a chaperone. Yes, I had to deal with issues. Yes, I had to live outside in the heat in the summer in Texas. But it's not about me. I got to experience real life change. I got to experience joy. I got to experience love. I got to experience 
service on another level. And every time I've ever done that, when I was in Australia, I went there on missions and man, I met some amazing people and I got to build some incredible relationships and we got to serve communities together. We get to serve communities here in Oklahoma City regularly. And the more you serve, I always tell people this, like there's a feeling that you get when you do something for somebody else out of a genuine heart, just out of the pureness of your heart that you can't get from doing anything else. There's a different level of fulfillment. And I know me personally, you guys know my beliefs, but man, for me, I know I believe in Jesus. And he he said, man, even him as my ultimate example of the life I'm supposed to live. He said, man, I didn't come down here. And people struggle with this idea that like him being like a king, but he was riding donkeys and he was always with poor people and peasants and the people who messed up the most in society. And people struggle with that. He said, you don't understand my kingdom is not of this world. I didn't come here for accolades. I didn't come here for you to grovel at my feet. I didn't come here for you to serve me. I came here to serve. And as my example, I feel like the most alive when I'm most alive on this planet, even in this moment, as I'm speaking to you guys, Pat, when I came in here, you would never believe it, but I was drained and dog tired, but I'm not now. Why? Because I'm serving you. You specifically say your name right now. I'm talking to you. I am serving you because I believe in you. And that's why I can't, I don't have any other choice or know any other way but to be passionate because it matters and it makes me feel like what I'm doing is valuable because in this moment is not about me. So with that being said, man, nothing feels better than when you do something for other people. The amazing people that you meet, the amazing stories that you hear, the way that it takes the focus off of yourself and off of your struggles. And you begin to see the good in life again. You begin to see the hope again. You begin to see the hope for humanity and the twinkle in your eye comes back and the life begins to build up in you slowly when you realize that man is something powerful about serving the people around you and i'm not even just talking about going to africa or going to honduras or mexico or any other country i'm not just talking about going to homeless shelters or feeding the hungry those things are amazing and they do something to your heart but service is holding the door open for the older lady in the grocery store service is picking up something that somebody accidentally knocked down in the store service is simple kind acts for people that you know that you don't even think about, man, you can serve in a lot of different ways. Service is making coffee for your spouse or knowing there's something that's important to them and, uh, and doing it or filling up the gas tank for them or like, man, service goes so, man, uh, so important. You can't go wrong with serving. Choose to serve regularly. And number five, oh my goodness. You got to choose to experience joy in every season of your life. You got to choose joy. 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 Don't make me keep saying it. Y'all know I will. I'm known. I have historically been known to repeat myself a time or two. <laughs> you got to choose joy in every season. It's easy to choose joy when we're up. It's easy to choose joy when we feel good. It's easy to choose joy when we're healthy. But I'm talking about when that storm is pounding down. 
I'm talking about when it feels like the walls are closing in on you, when it feels like anxiety is taking over your life, when you don't know which way is up and you're so afraid of the reality that you think checking out of here might be better. Oh, my goodness. That's never better than the potential that your life still possesses. Just because it's about to storm outside heavy on my house doesn't mean I'm going to throw the house away or the house loses its value because it was in a storm. What it means is all of us as a part of the human condition, just like that house in a storm, will go through storms. You will have seasons where you question everything. You will have seasons where you feel like giving up. You will have seasons where you don't know how to find hope, where you don't know what to hope in, where you don't know what to look for. It is in that moment that you got to make the most important choice you'll ever make. And that is to choose despite what you see to have faith in something greater. You got to choose despite what you see to look beyond your current circumstance and believe the best is possible for your life. I'm telling you, I know this from experience. I've had some dark days. I had some times when I turned 21, it should have been a great celebration. A lot of people go out and they have a good time and they turn up right. Not me. I was crying. Because I felt like I should have been doing more for my mama who was taking care of my brother. She was doing all these things and struggling and trying to send me money. And I'm a grown man in college. My parents out here still trying to find a way to send me money. And instead of me being about to graduate like a normal schedule, normal, quote unquote, I'm out here still in school. Not even almost done. I got two to three years of school left at 21. Actually, I wound up having like four years of school left by the time it was all said and done. I was a super, super senior. But I say all that to say, man, it's tough when you find yourself in that tough season, when you find yourself in that difficult time. But you got to choose to believe that there is a life out there. See, what I'm doing right now, I wanted to do when I was 21, when I was crying, when I didn't know where my purpose was, when I felt less than or worthless because I was a grown man still being taken care of by my mom and dad trying to scrape up and send me some change. I felt worthless. But when I look at where I am now, dreams that I had then, I'm beginning to live. Like the family that I have is incredible. Everybody's healthy. There are things that we are experiencing. There are opportunities that are afforded to me that I could not have dreamed possible. If I wanted to write a story, I couldn't have scripted my life more perfectly than it's winding up to be. And by perfect, I don't mean my life is free of pain. I don't mean my life is free of hurt. Heartache, struggle, anxiety. My life encompasses all of that. But even in that, I make the choice to see joy because joy exists if you choose to see it. Positivity exists if you choose to see it. And guess what? It's a lot easier to choose positivity when you got a cold circle around you telling you every day, nah, you're cold, telling you, nah, man. You got it. You got the juice. You are great. You are incredible. You got a gift, man. You can kill it in this life. I'm telling you, I believe it. If I, if you don't hear anything else, know that. Man, I saw a movie a few years back, and it was called Collateral Beauty. And a lot of people hated it. It got some horrible reviews, but I love that movie because of a simple message. And maybe I make everything too deep, but... If you haven't seen the movie, man, I won't necessarily spoil it for you, but this person in the movie was dealing with a great, incredibly terrible loss. And that loss affected their entire world and how they saw it. But 
In this movie, there's an angel that speaks to him, and all the angel says is, in your darkest moment, just be sure to notice the collateral beauty. I want to share with you in your darkest moment, in your deepest moment of anguish, when you feel like only crying, when all you feel like doing is crying, when you wake up crying all day, when you don't feel like getting out of bed, when you feel like this world is too much, too dark, you're done with it, you're over it, you want to give up, you don't know which way is up, you're crying yourself to sleep every single day, you're struggling and nobody knows it and internally all you want is help when you're in that place. That's the place when I want to tell you, just be sure to notice the collateral beauty. Just be sure to remember that the sun is still shining. Be sure to remember people still love you. You still got people surrounding you. There's joy in the world and you got a purpose and a future in front of you that you haven't even imagined. I want you to keep going. Never give up. Keep growing. Why? Because you can. It's time to live and love life. Because you can vitalize.